Hey, when you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about those out-of-pocket costs. Now, that could be a lot of money, but are your medical bills accurate? Now, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills actually contain errors. Now, HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, or fraud. Now, you can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. Now, to date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Check them out online, healthlock.com. Go there today. Hey, warmer days remind us of fond summer memories. Now, you can make those moments year-round with a Michael Phelps swim spa by our friends at Master Spas, and that combines the leisure of a hot tub with the exercise benefits of a pool. Now, Master Spas technology is incredible with LED lighting, beautiful waterfalls, and those super powerful water jets installed in just one day. You're going to love it. Proudly made in America. Use the promo code Hannity in the upper right-hand corner. That's masterspas.com for up to $1,000 off. You can exercise, relax, recover with the only hot tub and swim spa brand I trust, masterspas.com. Hey, Sean Hannity here. If you're in a situation where you feel threatened, well, instinct, that might drive you to reach for a lethal means immediately. But we all want to avoid the irreversible consequences of using deadly force. Now, enter the Burner Less Lethal Pistol Launcher. It is equipped with tear gas and kinetic ammo. It can incapacitate any attacker for up to 40 minutes. It's legal in all 50 states. It requires no background checks, and it can be shipped right to your door. Go to their website, byrna.com slash Hannity right now, and you'll get 10% off. Hour two, Sean Hannity Show, toll free, our number 800-941-SEAN. You want to be a part of the extravaganza. We'll get to a lot of your calls, especially at the bottom of this half hour. Um, so with the approval of Biden's White House, we expect even more doxing and more demonstrations in front of the homes of Supreme Court justices tonight. Jen Psaki actually encouraging, quote, peaceful protests. Now, think back to January 6th. What did Donald Trump say that day? Many of you will now peacefully and patriotically uh, march to the Capitol so your voices can be heard. And, of course, we know now that the pres then-President Trump had authorized up to 20,000 troops, according to Mark Meadows, Cash Patel, the, the chief of staff of the Department of uh, Secretary of Defense, the Secretary of Defense himself. Um, but anyway, this is Jen Psaki circling back, one of her final circle backs, uh, encouraging peaceful protests. And I want you to listen to this. So I know that there's an outrage right now, I guess, about uh, protests that have been peaceful to date. And we certainly continue to encourage that outside of judges' homes. And that's the president's position. But the silence is pretty deafening about all of the other intimidation that we've seen a to a number of people. The intimidation, the harassment, well, that would be against the justices that, that can't live in their own homes in peace, never mind the fact uh, U.S. Code 1507 uh, expressly prohibits this type of intimidation. And, of course, Merrick Garland is nowhere to be found. The FBI director, nowhere to be found. Uh, Department of Homeland Security Secretary uh, Mayorkas, nowhere to be found. The very same people that were worried about parents speaking out at, at school board meetings and looking into and investigating them as domestic terrorists for daring to not support CRT or to support age-appropriate 
uh, education for their children. Um, unbelievable times we're living in. Uh, now, there is a battle that is going on. It actually is taking place on Twitter. Uh, Colorado uh, Congresswoman uh, Lauren uh, Boebert and Chicago Mayor Lightweight exchanging barbs on Twitter. Uh, she says, to my friends in the LGBTQ plus community, the Supreme Court is coming for us next. This moment has to be a call to arms, she tweeted out. Uh, we will not surrender our rights without a fight, a fight to victory. And that's what she said. Anyway, that tweet came a, a week after Politico obtained the, this draft decision on uh, potential overturning of Roe v. Wade. Uh, Congresswoman Boebert retweeted Lightweight, uh, Lightfoot and said, uh, insurrectionist. Excuse me, insurrectionist is your thing, not ours, Lightweight fired back, referencing January 6th. Boebert then re responds by decrying Chicago's violence. Six killed, 18 wounded in your city this past weekend. By the way, that number is low. And anyone that's listened to this program or watched Hannity, you know we carry, we, we, we've scrolled the names that you never hear of, of all the people shot, shot and killed every weekend in Chicago. It's unbelievable. Uh, Whoopi Goldberg joined in on this, defending uh, Mayor Lightweight. Listen. I think that Lori, uh, when she says a call to arms, that's something we in the 60s know what that means. That doesn't mean to go and do any fighting. That means to, to pay attention and make sure you're there voting, doing what you need to do. That's a nice spin from Whoopi Goldberg, but this is a has to be a call to arms, and we will not surrender our rights without a fight and a fight to victory. Anyway, joining us now is Congresswoman Lauren Boebert. Boebert is with us from Colorado. Uh, Congresswoman, thanks for being back with us. How are you? Hi, Sean. I am great. And, you know, it, there, there has been uh, some exchange of words there with uh, uh, Lightfoot. Uh, but look, Chicago has burned down on her watch. We had this summer of love in 2020 where uh, so many businesses were burnt down, where people died, uh, riots in the streets, and people are continuing to die. Her city is a wreck. She needs to get in there and fix this now. Get off of Twitter and fix your city. Well, it's not happening. You know, I, I can take you back to my TV show, Congresswoman. Uh, and back in, in 2009, I started scrolling the names of, of people that no American had heard of. Mm -hmm. And those were the names of people shot every single day, every weekend yeah. in Chicago. I mean, you could predict in, the, in, in summer months and winter months, you know, anywhere between 20 and 50, some weekends, 60 people shot. Of the 60 shots, uh, 20 are dead, and mm -hmm. and this has been going on again for forever, and, and they don't lift a finger to protect uh, the people of Chicago. There's no law and order. There's no safety and security. How do you pursue happiness if you don't have simple safety and security? I don't think you can. Right, Sean. Uh, hundreds are dead just this year alone. It's a complete war zone in Chicago. They like to blame Indiana for their uh, loose uh, gun laws there or their lack thereof. But uh, Chicago should be a leftist utopia with all. Well, wait a the minute. I don't see the have. violence in Indiana every weekend. Right. Do you? No, no. But they they like to say, well, if people are freely to, uh, more free to get them in Indiana, and then they bring them to Chicago. That's not happening. That's just their excuses for their failed policies not working. They have more gun restrictions in Chicago than anywhere else, and this is where we are seeing the extreme violence. And 
citizens are not even able to protect themselves. But you have the mayor uh, putting on Twitter a call to arms over uh, the Supreme Court is uh, the, the Supreme Court ruling um, with justices having well, it's, a dr- it's a draft ruling in fairness. And it, it, right. it seems like it's likely going to come down that way. And, and that then gets to the big lie, which we'll talk about. But, uh, yeah, she put it out there. It sounds sounds like a call to arms means a call to arms to me. Why do I have to uh, make excuses mm-hmm. for what she said or try to interpret differently what the obvious meaning is? Right. You shouldn't have to uh, interpret that because that is what she said. It was a call to arms. And that's what that means. This is what the left does. They they redefine words uh, to make things fit their narrative or to get out of out circumstances that they don't want to be held accountable for. The president, uh, President Trump was impeached for a perfect phone call and a perfect speech. But now we have Mayor Lightfoot uh, saying a call to arms needs to take place over an abortion ruling, a draft abortion ruling. Get out of here. We are not going to try to interpret the deep meaning of this. We heard what she said. So let's talk about where this goes, uh, because and I think this is a very important point, because I I think Democrats believe because they don't have anything else to run on. They're not going to run on the great economy because we you know, had more disastrous inflation numbers today. I mean, red hot inflation, 8.3 percent on top of last month's record high, 8.5 percent. It's still a 40 year high inflation high. Uh, They said it was going to be transitory. That was a lie from the get go. But they were spewing that lie. And and now we've got the highest price for a gallon of gasoline that we've ever had in the history of the country, shattering that record yesterday. And I'm not sure if they went up today yet. We'll find out. Uh, diesel prices have never been higher, and there's a shortage of diesel. And diesel is is obviously used in 18 wheelers that deliver every product to every store that we shop at, and we're paying record prices for everything we buy at every store. Uh, uh, Bloomberg now estimates it's about $5,200 a year per household in Biden inflation, and they also are now estimating the average American that drives a car is going to pay an extra two grand a year. Uh, just to fill up their gas tank because of Biden's horrific energy policies. That's right, Sean. And and right now what we're facing is this uh, disinformation governance board that is put in place by the Department of Homeland Security, a militarized department of the federal government uh, that has uh, weapons to enforce uh, their policies. But they have this uh, disinformation governance board, this Ministry of Truth, or I like to call it a uh, Department of Propaganda, to hide their lies. Well, they, by the way, I've got to give you props are. on this because there's an effort in the Senate to defund it and you're leading the effort in the House. Tell us about it. Yes. So they want to cover up their lies for their bad policies. And this board is exactly how they want to do that. Americans on the right, left and center should be able to agree that the federal government has no business trying to monitor our speech and judge what is true and what's not. It's not adding up. Just look at this Nina Jankowitz. She was hired to run the program. She has been a parrot of MSNBC and pushes tons of fake news or disinformation, as the CNN host likes to call it. She said that the Hunter Biden laptop was a plant by the Trump campaign. 
She pushed the Russia, Russia, Russia hoax. And she also dismissed the COVID lab leak theory as disinformation. She's a partisan hack, Sean. This whole department... Were you as surprised as I was when when questioned the the DHS secretary? Number one, how how does this keep the country safe and secure? I'm trying to figure that part of it out. When when asked, when the DHS secretary Mayorkas was asked about Jankowitz, you know, he had no idea that she was the biggest purveyor of disinformation herself. Here's my question to you. If your intent was to combat misinformation online or in the government, why on God's green earth would you nominate someone who is a human geyser of misinformation? Um, Senator, um, I, I am ultimately responsible for the hiring of Ms. Jankowitz uh, to be the executive director. Were you aware of these? Were you aware of this information when you chose her? Everything I, I've just shown you? I was not. How could you not be? Uh, uh, did you do any research on her? Senator, Senator, uh, I will not uh, discuss the internal workings of the hiring process. Why not, Congresswoman? I'd like to know what the process is, because they clearly screwed up badly. Absolutely, Sean. Uh, this this needs to be addressed. And if he did not know her background before she was hired, he certainly knows it now. It has been exposed, and she needs to be fired. Nina Jankowitz needs to be fired and removed from this position. Uh, you know, while, while Democrats want to terminate babies, I want to terminate this Orwellian Ministry of Truth. And that ultimately needs to be what happens uh, here. This is an attempt to silence free speech, and especially an attack on Republicans and what they are saying that goes against the leftist narrative. And that's why I introduced this Protecting Free Speech Act to terminate this board, to defund this board, and to make sure no tax dollars are ever used to create another agency like this. Quick break more with Colorado Congresswoman Lauren Boebert, and then your calls, 800-941-SEAN, as we continue. All right, I want you to meet Kelsey. Now, when she found out she was pregnant, well, she wasn't really sure where to turn, but after meeting with counselors at Preborn Network Clinics, well, guess what? They loved her, they supported her, and they gave her a free 4D ultrasound for her to actually hear her baby's heartbeat. When a mother looks at her child through a sonogram, it does something to you. You know, I ended up deciding to keep my son, who is now five years old today. He's amazing. He brings absolute joy to my heart. I could not imagine life without him. Can you help out this great mission of preborn and maybe even in a big way? Every donation is tax deductible. They don't get a penny from the federal government like Planned Parenthood. They rely on people that believe in the sanctity of life and people in the pro-life community. Now to donate, just dial pound 250, say the keyword baby, pound 250, keyword baby, or just go to their website, preborn.com slash Sean. That's preborn.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N. Once again, Pure Talk, my sponsor and my wireless company, they're investing in their customers out of their own pocket without charging an extra penny. And I'm really happy to announce that Pure Talk is now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. That's right. As you plan your summer travel, make sure that your wireless provider has you covered at home and abroad. Pure Talk already puts you on America's most dependable 5G network, and now they're giving you coverage in over 50 countries as well. You get unlimited talk and text and plenty of 5G data for just 20 bucks a month. That's less than half the price of the big carriers, Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile, for the exact same service. 
Now bring your phone or get great savings on the latest iPhones and Androids. Just go to puretalk.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N. Make the switch today. That's puretalk.com slash Sean. Do it now. You save an additional 50% off your first month. Make the switch to Pure Talk so you can afford to travel this summer. Hey, everybody, your friend Sean Hannity here with a message that is all about your safety. Now, when it comes to protecting yourself, your loved ones, well, it's not about having a firearm. It's about understanding the continuum of force philosophy. Now, picture this. A situation arises where you or a loved one are threatened. Now, instinct may drive you to reach for a lethal means immediately. Now, what if there was a way to effectively defend yourself, de-escalate a situation without the irreversible consequences of deadly force? Enter Burner, B-Y-R-N-A. It is the less lethal pistol launcher equipped with tear gas and kinetic ammo to incapacitate attackers for up to 40 minutes. Burner is legal in all 50 states. No background check is required and can be shipped right to your door. Now, Burner is proudly American, manufactured in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Just go to burner.com slash Hannity. Right now, you'll get 10% off. That's B-Y-R-N-A dot com slash Hannity. All right, we continue with Congresswoman from Colorado. Lauren Boebert is with us. Why do you think you become, in just a short period of time, such a lightning rod for the left? And and I think I know the reason why. My my, I believe you you're just fighting for the things you believe in. Uh, when you did the video of you uh, declaring that you have a Second Amendment right to carry in the Capitol, and the and apparently the laws for, allow for that. I think that drove everybody off. The, you know, like they bubble and fizz like Alka Seltzer and water, and 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 just freaked out over you. Sean, I am radically me, and I speak the truth. Democrats hate the truth, and that's why they have this disinformation governance board, because they want to silence the truth at all costs. So, of course, when somebody actually gets here and does what they said they're going to do, they can't stand it. They attack me. They attack my family. I'm sure the attacks will continue to roll out. They, they attack my children and my business. But I am here to protect the American citizens. Our founding fathers created government to secure the rights of the people. Freedom of speech isn't granted by politicians. This is a God-given right, and we are in place to secure that right. Government's powers are derived from the consent consent of we, the people. And there's a lot of people up here in Washington, D.C., who need to get back to that foundation and that understanding of where their authority comes from. It's from the people, and ultimately, Ultimately, the people have all of the authority. And and so this is why we need to protect free speech now more than ever. This is a fundamental right. And even though we have a a man in a fake White House set who says that no amendment is absolute, I am here to say that freedom of speech is absolute, and I will do everything I can to stand and defend it. By the way, isn't that the most bizarre thing? We figured out finally why he's using a White House or an Oval Office set versus the real Oval Office is because he can't have his precious teleprompter saving him in the real Oval Office. I mean, that that that's how bad the cognitive decline of Joe Biden is. Mm-hmm. Uh, Congresswoman uh, Boebert, uh, I know that uh, the people of uh, Colorado are going to be reelecting you. How's your race looking real quick? 
Uh, so, Sean, I'm in a primary against a very leftist Republican, a, a rhino, as some would say, um, and he's encouraging Democrats to switch to unaffiliated uh, so they can vote me out January, uh, June 28th. So I need everyone to get involved. Go to laurenforfreedom.com. Every little bit of support helps tremendously in getting the message out to independent voters in Colorado so we could reach them, tell them what I'm doing as their representative to secure their rights, uh, to fight for our natural resources resources, our energy independence to secure our southern border and to stand up for our children in schools, moms and dads at school board meetings. Uh, so laurenforfreedom.com. Sean, it would be a huge help that, if your listeners could. That is me. the sleaziest tactic of your primary opponent. And uh, we fully support and endorse your candidacy. Uh, I love to see people that fight go to Washington. Clearly, you're doing that. And, and I suspect that this uh, tactic, this trick, uh, it's not going to work, but it's you know just shows how nasty uh, politics is. You, you picked a tough business, Congresswoman. We appreciate you uh, coming on the show. Thank you. Thanks so much, Sean. Quick break. Right back. Baldwin's favorite radio talk show host is on the air right now. Right, Mr. Baldwin? Here's Sean Hannity. All right, 25 to the top of the hour. We'll get to your uh, calls here in just a second. Uh, that hard-hitting news show on ABC's The View. We just mentioned Whoopi Goldberg defending Lori Lightweight's call to arms tweet and, and the battle she had with Congresswoman Boebert. Uh, here's Joyless Behar supporting the protesting outside of Justice's homes. Now, as you listen to this, just imagine any Trump supporter, any conservative giving out Joyless Behar's address and saying, go protest and peacefully in front of her house. What do you think she's going to think then? I wonder how she'd like it. We'd never do it. I never recommend anyone go if somebody did it. But uh, here's what she said. You have the right to peaceably assemble. And that's so far what we're seeing outside of Justice's yep. houses. Yeah. I will say this. I think the more appropriate venue is the steps of the Supreme Court. I worry it could begin to look like intimidation when it's at someone's doorstep. I'm someone. It's I've so funny. So does what uh, Alito wrote. Looks the same way to me. Looks like intimidation. <laughs> well, and, and yeah, it's kind of the same thing. But it, it also sh uh, shows Alito what it feels like to lose your freedom of choice. He cannot leave the house easily so maybe that's a good lesson for them unbelievable uh that's okay really john but we're gonna see this all tonight on hannity it's all gonna be unfolding they're going to numerous justices homes tonight apparently uh john in florida john how are you glad you called what's going on hello yes sir how are you i'm doing well thanks uh thanks for taking my call a couple of things one is um why was it in a call to arms back in 2013 when Ruth Bader Ginsburg said that there was a flaw in the ruling, now it's a big deal. Um, she said you know, it and, not, on multiple occasions, actually, and we, we've chronicled that here on this program and on TV. Uh, interestingly, the group doxing is uh, names itself after Ruth Bader Ginsburg, clearly not aware of uh, uh, her position on, on Roe. 
And her position was clear that they should have just said the Texas law, the role law that was in place, they shouldn't have enumerated a right that didn't exist in the Constitution. And the right thing to do would have been to say, no, this law is unconstitutional and send it back to Texas and let state legislators come up with one that is constitutional. Right. We should be celebrating the uh, Supreme Court for doing this. And Schumer and Pelosi should be, you know, recognize that they are the, the ones that make the law, not the Supreme Court. They validate the law. Uh, Listen, you've got this movement in the Senate today. It's going to fail and right. uh, by Senate Democrats led by Schumer. And they want to codify Roe in law. But but from everything that I'm reading, again, they don't actually give you printed copies of the bill. So I can't really talk about the specificity because it's not in existence even. But my understanding is, having talked to many sources in Washington, is that this would allow for abortion up to the moment of birth. And that it would prevent states from having any means of weighing in. Well, that would eliminate the Tenth Amendment. It would almost immediately be unconstitutional. Uh, But it's not likely to pass anyway. Um, Even in this particular case, it wouldn't even ban abortion for people that want to make a sex election. Well, I really wanted a girl. You know what? I really wanted a boy. I I think I'm going to abort this child and and try again. Um, I'm like, are you kidding me? Have we gotten that? have our hearts gotten that stone cold and have we become that soulless and you know abortions late-term abortions guaranteed codified into law that that's what this party now stands for because i know people that approach us look i'm in new york there are a lot of liberal people up here and and some of my friends identify themselves as pro-choice but their choices uh figure it out in the first trimester and then it should be illegal because we get to a point where the child is able to live independently outside the mother's womb. That's a, that's called viability. And once you hit viability, at that point, it's a human life. And it deserves uh, uh, protection under our Constitution. That's their thinking. These these are people that say they're that disagree with me on abortion. I even have conservatives to the right of me. I make exceptions for rape, incest, the mother's life. OK, I understand I'm probably more inconsistent intellectually than they are, but I make exceptions based on the set of circumstances surrounding it. That's my point of view. Um, but I do believe life begins at conception. I really do believe that. Anyway, I'm glad you called. Appreciate it. 800-941-SEAN. Dave, New York. What's up, Dave? How are you? Glad you called. Hey, Sean. Thanks for taking my call. Yes, sir. I, just touch, I wanted to touch base with you. I work for, I'm the, quote, middleman in the agribusiness I'm a sales representative here in southeastern New York, about an hour above New York City, Orange County to be exact. Good for and you. It's actually a nice, a nice area up there, very nice it, area. There are parts of New York that are really nice. It's not in the city, I'll tell you that. It's it's beautiful. You had mentioned yesterday about the cost of fertilizer. Now, I've been in the agribusiness. My family had a farm and so forth. I grew up on a poultry farm and what have you. But just in the last three years, you had mentioned about the supply chain and fertilizer costs and so forth. Fertilizer just... Plain Jane used for corn and so forth has tripled in the last three years. And obviously the commodity that the farmers put out corn, or even if they're growing it for their own cattle to feed them through the winter. And I work with a lot of dairy farms, roughly about 200 of them from central New York down to central New Jersey. Sure. And, and, uh, farmers are the only ones that they have to purchase their products retail and they have to sell wholesale in the most, most case. So they're getting further and further behind. Um, 
across this nation, there's only 1% of this population that feeds the other 99%, and we also feed the world to a large part also. Correct. So I, we, we have mastered and perfected the the art, the science of agriculture, and and i, I got to tell you, I tip my hat to the hardworking farmers. I had a farmer call in yesterday, and he was talking about this very issue of the high price of fertilizer, and apparently the government's response is, well, why don't you use more compost and manure? And I'm like, no, they need for real fertilizer to get the job done as efficiently as you'd like them to get it done. That's exactly right. And the American public doesn't want to see any residuals or something that it doesn't look nice in the market. You know, they want to see the perfect product on the shelf. And no one can imagine that the shelf is not magic when it empties. It's the farmers that I represent, and I also own a farm myself, that keep those shelves full. And it's 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. And more often than not, we're kicked to the shoulder of the, the highway because we're a minority. But without us, let's see what the other 99% do in this case. And even uh, old slow Joe mentioned about helping farmers with, with precision technology and so forth. It's nothing but spin words it was that he had on his speech, I believe, yesterday. And it, it doesn't happen just by dropping a, a match and it's instant. It takes time. It takes a lot of effort. But I'm also told of- on, on top of the tripling of price, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, that there's also a shortage of it. Is that true? That's very true. The, the phosphorus and potash come from two countries that we really don't get along with too well right now, which is China and Russia. And there's a, wow. a rail strike in Canada right now, which is pushing further supply strain on potash, which is necessary for, grow, you know, one of the components for fertilizer. So, again, it's all supply chain. But, again, it all starts in D.C., as you had mentioned, with the swamp. And if everyone would just use common sense, as you've said for the last 25 years, which I commend you for, by the way, and uh, it would be so much, It's nothing is perfect in agriculture. But I don't believe you'd see so many of these, at least food-wise, empty shelves. And then all, all the farmer wants to do is just like the middleman, like myself. Is, like I said, I work for a farm supply company. It's run by a, a family in Sullivan County, New York. And uh, I've been there 28 years. And I love my job. I love the people that I work for. And I represent those people with my heart. On my, and I put it on my sleeve. But without those people keeping the food going, the rest of it is self-explanatory. There's going to be many other issues. Listen, I do, and I appreciate your call and appreciate what you do, and I appreciate how much you have such reverence and respect for our our farmers and ranchers out there. They deserve it because they feed us all, and you're right. They feed us, and they feed the world. Uh, They're amazing. They they have perfected agriculture, and uh, this, this this is a pretty scary scenario. Now, I can afford, at this point in my life, there was a couple of decades in my life I struggled financially. All right, as we continue, as we get back to our busy phones, we have Dr. Oz coming up at the top of the hour. Uh, Hannity tonight, 9 Eastern as well. Uh, let's get back to our phones. Jim in Ohio. Jim, you're on the Sean Hannity Show. Glad you called. Hi, Sean. Hey, I just had a quick comment about President Biden's discussion about tax hikes um, on the billionaires. Uh, he's repeatedly said that if you make less than $400,000 a year, you're not going to pay any more. 
but this tax is on the billionaires that they should pay their fair share. There's a huge gap between someone that makes more than 400 and less than a billion, and there's a lot of small business owners in this country, uh, and I'm a co-owner, uh, that either are in corporations, sole proprietorships, LLCs, or S-corps that, are, that fall into that group. And he hasn't said what he's going to do with us, but you can be darn sure that the ta- our taxes are going up, and that leaves us less money to inve- reinvest in our companies, less money to pay bonuses, less money to pay our people, and no one's talking about that or is taking him to task on, on that issue. Uh, listen, th- this, is the, this is the great myth, and Americans now, look, look at the poor, the middle class, people on fixed incomes. They're getting clobbered. The very people that Democrats, oh, they have a monopoly of compassion on, and they want to give everything free to everybody. Well, we have already run out of money, and they haven't given out anything for free. They're not even going to be able to probably follow up on that student loan debt issue. But then you look at the people that run small businesses that have barely survived, many of them, during COVID and the pandemic. And now you have people that with a with a $5,200 annual household income Biden inflation tax, people paying two grand more a year just to fill up their gas tanks. So you tell me as a small business owner what that's going to do to your business, because I can answer it for you. People have less money, less disposable income, and they're not going to be able to spend anywhere near what they used to spend. Restaurants are going to get hammered. Everybody's going to get hammered in this. It's the ripple effect, the impact on the economy. And the worst part of all to me is all of this was preventable. They didn't have to artificially reduce the world supply of energy, driving up prices, making Putin rich again, you know, negotiating with OPEC that keeps rejecting increasing output of energy, you know, making this insane Iranian deal, sucking up to the murdering dictator thug in Venezuela, raising the cost of every single item we buy everywhere. Add to that now a supply chain uh, crisis again caused by Biden. Uh, we can't get a new car. If you get a new car, you're paying 20% above MSRP. If you're getting a used car, it's 40% higher than you normally would pay, blue book value. I mean, it's we're killing the we are killing the American people, and it's all it was all preventable, and it's all fixable. But but Joe is so locked in this radical socialist Democratic Party, this climate alarmist religious cult is so married to their ugly, sick, twisted environmental ideology that they don't care that we're going to suffer in the meantime. Now, in the end, they're going to suffer because they're going to get their asses kicked politically. People are not going to put up with this. And if they think Roe v. Wade, Americans are going to figure out, if they haven't figured it out already, they're going to figure out that abortion is still legal in America. Some states will have different laws. Some will be more restrictive than others. There'll be plenty of liberal states that will have very liberal abortion laws. It, the, it's it's not going away. People will realize that. That's the one thing they've been literally hanging their hat on to save them. I don't think it. I don't think it works. You get the last word. It doesn't. Hey, I had one other question. How do you tax an unrealized gain? So if if, if <laughs> great you question, tax an unrealized gain next year, if your stock or your investment goes down, do they refund you the money that they taxed you last year? How does that work? Uh, I have no idea. But if you figure that out, you got to let me know. Anyway, good call. Appreciate it. 800-941-SEAN. You want to be a part of the program. Quick break. Right back. We'll continue.
I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.